Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Docs Sportscast. Uh, so Aurora and I are here, excited that the preseason is over for the NFL. Uh, so we're excited about that because that means meaningful uh, football reps coming up uh, in the next uh, couple weeks from now. So uh, yeah, that's that's really exciting, really good. Um, you know, obviously it's frustrating we can't get one preseason without you know multiple multiple season ending injuries for for guys um you know at meaningful roles with their teams it's just it's just really sad uh so today we'll talk we'll give an update on um a little bit of week three of the preseason we'll give our rookie ranks um you know after everything's over now and uh yeah that's where we'll go we'll go from there uh with everything here so We'll start off with uh, J.K. Dobbins. Man, um, J.K. Dobbins, uh, starting running back for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, came out in uh, week three preseason game on Saturday, I believe, and um, up against the Washington football team. He ends up <clears throat> tearing his ACL. So, uh, J.K. Dobbins is out for the season. Um, really sad, really sad for this young man. I mean, you know, Cam Akers, you know, he's out for the whole season. And, you know, he's in his second year, very young uh, player out there at running back, just finished a great rookie season. J.K. Dobbins was in the exact same boat, just finished a great rookie season, going into his second year, and then tears his ACL, so he's out for the season. It's really a shame, guys. Very sad for these two young men. Um, you know, J.K. Dobbins was, was you know, really going to be a difference maker there for Baltimore. Uh, I, I think a lot of people probably assume, oh, well, Gus Edwards is their backup, and you know, he was he was going to get some meaningful reps anyway, so they didn't lose all that much. Yes, they did, guys. They they did. They lost a lot with this. I'm telling you right now, um, Gus Edwards plays a specific type of game. Justice Hill may step in um, and, and do something uh, to, to make up for some of the other flexibility that J.K. Dobbins gave you on offense, but neither of them uh, provide the, the certain type of running style, the certain type of uh, specialties that J.K. Dobbins has. So th this is a pretty big loss for Baltimore, uh, whether you know the fans want to believe it or not. I mean, yeah, everybody can say next man up, but there are things that will change your system, and, and when your offensive integrity is based around the run game and the lethality of it, uh, it it's going to be difficult. You can't have uh, you know kind of a bruising running back in there and continue to have you know flexible fast uh, run game so I think this could hurt Lamar Jackson from you know being as much of a threat running the ball I think it could hurt him in the scheming and things like that I don't know we'll see it, it also gives a little bit of a tell for the defense when Gus Edwards is in there as opposed to Justice Hill or whoever they put in you know, because then they're going to know more likely if they're going to run it or throw it. I, I, I just, I do worry about that. We'll see what happens. Maybe they sign somebody out of free agency. Uh, who knows? But let's hope for a speedy recovery uh, for J.K. Dobbins. You know, Cam Akers as well, but J.K. Dobbins too. You know, at least the preseason is over now. So, you know, less likely for injuries moving forward. Uh, you know, 
at least before we get to the regular season. Obviously, once we get the regular season, hey, you you got hurt in meaningful football, that's fine. I think if I was an athlete, it would definitely upset me. It would definitely be a lot harder on me if I, you know, got injured for something that didn't even count to the regular season. So, you know, that that's definitely definitely frustrating. I know it's got to be frustrating for those two young men and yeah, we'll see where things continue to go for them. Uh, I think they're going to bounce back, come back next year, and be that much better uh, of running backs. But definitely a setback. You know, you can never, never be out for an entire season and it, and it be a a good thing overall. So definitely, definitely tough there. Uh, we're not going to spend all too much time um, with you guys today. We'll probably wrap up a little bit early. Because there's just not a lot of news, really, in the third week of the preseason. Um, you know, most things have been figured out. Most quarterback controversies have been figured out. As Aurora predicted, week two was the telltale for most of the teams to pick their quarterback. Uh, there is some news we will mention, though. The Philadelphia Eagles did trade for Gardner Minshew. Uh, you know, a lot of people are sitting there saying, you know, oh, that's not really a big deal. They just did it to have a sure backup. Hold on, guys. Let me tell you right now. And I know I've been hard on Jalen Hurts. I've not been on the bandwagon. I'm just not that high on him. I'm still not. I still haven't seen very good things from what I see from his game. I think he's really going to have a challenge out there against some of the top-level defenses. And the biggest challenge that I'm, I'm going to tell you is that this team doesn't back him. This team is not confident in him. You can sit and say all day that they wanted to bring Gardner Minshew in for a, you know, sound backup. I will tell you all day long that is not the case. It is not the case because Joe Flacco is a suitable backup. Joe Flacco is a veteran. Joe Flacco did some really good things in the preseason. So you can't expect a person to go out as a backup and play much better in the preseason than Joe Flacco did. I mean, yeah, he threw interceptions, whatever, but he was consistent. Um, you know, you, you, you're, there's a reason that they're backups in there in the preseason. You know, they're not your top guys. So it's understandable for them to throw interceptions and things at times. Joe Flacco played pretty well. I'm telling you that the reason they brought in Gardner Minshew has nothing to do with wanting a solid backup. They are legitimately concerned that Jalen Hurts will not be a viable starter throughout the season. I'm just telling you right now, it makes zero sense to go and do what they did and make the move they did. You know, it would have been the same situation if Miami had traded for Gardner Minshew and brought him down there to to the Dolphins organization behind Tua. Yeah, it would have it would have spelt the same thing for me, and I think that Philadelphia, just like their fans, I think management needs to stop being like their fans and stop being like the city and being fair fe- fair weathered, or fair feathered fans, whatever bleh, whatever the phrase is. Bleh, I'm getting tongue tied on it. They need to stop being like that and stop saying, "What have you done for me lately? You haven't done anything. I'm done with you." It's not right because Carson Wentz did a lot for that organization. Uh, the coach did a lot for that organization, and 
you know, they're just too quick to throw away and get rid and start fresh. I mean, you know, look at some of the historic franchises that, that have been good for years and years and years with a quarterback. It's because they were with them through the hard times, okay? Drew Brees had some really down years. Roethlisberger's had some really down years. Brady's had a, a bad-looking season before. It's not It's not like Tom Brady's never had a bad-looking season. Like, there are bad years that people struggle, and they, they go through some things. And last year was definitely one of those for Carson Wentz because most of his top-talented guys were hurt throughout the regular season. And when they finally get healthy, you put Jalen Hurts in with the starters, and now he looks really good. Carson Wentz may have looked just as good, but he didn't have a chance to throw to any starters out there. He was throwing to backups and rookies. Like, I, I do have concerns about this. I have concerns about it. I'm worried about it. For the Eagles organization as a whole, you've got to stop throwing away a good thing. As soon as it's bad, you can't throw it away. You know, you got you to gotta stick with it and, and work through it sometimes. Because that's what these historic franchises have done. That's what the Patriots did. Steelers have done. That's what the Saints did. You know, the the Packers. I mean, hell, look at look at Aaron Rodgers. He's had some really tough years, also, and they stuck through it with him. He had a down year, and what they do? They went and drafted a rookie to back him up and replace him. But you know what? They kept him there, and they worked with him. Okay, they they worked through things, and yeah, it was ugly this offseason, but he's still there, isn't he? Right. So, yes, I get it. You can try and get a backup plan. You can draft someone. You can have them ready in the wings in case something doesn't work out. But to sit there and get rid of him the way you did and the coach that got you and won there and won the Super Bowl, I mean, there's just a lot about Philadelphia when it comes to, you know, are, are you winning right now? I don't care what you did for me before. Seriously, you won one Super Bowl, and the one that they got it there for you, the coach, the starting quarterback and the backup quarterback, none of them are there from that Super Bowl team anymore. I mean, that's – and it wasn't that long ago, guys. So I have concerns about that. Philadelphia needs to be a little bit more patient with their people, give them a chance, uh, more of a chance than what they've done so far. That's my big concern. So that's what I will say about that news. Um, the only other uh, situation right now I think that we're looking at from a quarterback situation, I think most other quarterback battles and things have really kind of figured themselves out. Um, the one right now is there's still a bit up in the air with Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. However, Jimmy Garoppolo will be the starter. Uh, I mean, that that's what's going to happen. Trey Lance will come in as more of a gadget type of person, and that's absolutely fine. I think that's the way he should be used. Uh, I think he's shown that he will make some big mistakes if you leave him out there. Uh, you know, he threw interceptions, things like that. He's, he's still, today, the only rookie quarterback uh, in you know in the top five that we've got listed here that threw an interception so you know I think it makes sense to bench him and, and let him warm up still and, and learn and be a sponge that's what he needs right now um, the only situation is New England Patriots and right now it is definitely quarterback controversy here's the thing guys Bill Belichick is a stubborn man he, he is very bullish on things, and so he likes Cam Newton. He's always liked Cam Newton. He has been a big fan of Cam Newton, and I think he wants Cam Newton to start. But the fact that you leave week three preseason, and he literally says, I don't know. 
if he's not sure of his quarterback situation after week three and he's got Cam Newton on the team, what that tells me is that everything is showing him logically he needs to go with Mac Jones. Everything about the preseason has shown him Mac Jones is the guy. And the only thing that's keeping him with Cam Newton is because, one, like I said, he's stubborn. Two, he really likes Cam Newton. So, if everything's telling you that and your controversy is because, man, I really want to go with this guy. I like this guy a lot. Everything else outside of that is telling me I need to go with Mac Jones. You probably need to go with Mac Jones. Uh, you know, and we said this earlier, we said this on the latest few episodes, Mac Jones is playing really great football. Uh, I think to me, he looks like he, he, he could end up being the best quarterback from this, this rookie class. I mean, there, there's so much still to happen in these, all these young guys careers. I mean, who knows who could flourish, you know, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers slipped in the draft and, you know, look at, look at what he's done with his career. So, there's so many things after a draft you can sit and say, oh my gosh, Mac Jones might be the best from this rookie class. Like, that's not that's not really a hot take, guys. It's really not. Like, we haven't seen any of these guys in a regular season yet. So, you know, if, if, it, if it comes middle of the season and I sit there and say something like that and Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence has, you know, played amazing football, okay, yeah, that's a hot take. Right now it's not. That's just... Yeah, he has the ability to do that from what he's shown in the preseason. So let's let's sit and see what happens there in New England. Honestly, I think Cam Newton will be the starter because, like I said, Bill Belichick is stubborn. And, yes, sometimes being attached to those quarterbacks and making sure that they're your starter and, and riding through the lows with them, while it may make you a really great franchise like the Pats and Steelers and, and – um, saints have done it also can hurt you at times and i think this is one where cam newton hasn't proven it but bill belichick wants to be stubborn and stick with him and i think that's going to hurt him so you know it's not like cam newton won a super bowl so i just i do have concerns that he's a lot older from that super bowl appearance that he had so we'll see we'll see what happens you know everything's out everything's still out on this but I think Cam Newton will start, and I think it's a mistake. I think Mac Jones should start. So with that being said, let's get into the rookie analysis here real quick. We'll talk about rookie running backs uh, through the preseason. Now I'm going to talk about wide receivers still because there really just wasn't a lot of action for the wide receivers out there, guys. Um, you know, there's some guys who had some things happen, um, you know, made a few plays out there in preseason, but they didn't get a lot of meaningful reps, meaningful targets. There's some of these guys that will definitely get more targets when the regular season gets going. From a running back standpoint, um, you know we're we're looking at very interesting situation here, for sure with the rookie running backs. Um, you know, the guys that we have on the list that we're tracking is Javante Williams, Trey Sermon, Michael Carter, Najee Harris, and Jarrett Patterson. Okay. Now, yes, there are some guys out there that, you know, they're they're not on this list of, you know, who we're tracking. And, you know, people may sit there and say, oh, well, you know, you should be talking about 
you know, Ramondre Stevenson down in or up in New England. Okay, look, I get it, but we can if we can only track five, there's guys that we have to track them because of their name. All right. And that and so that's the the factors really when you're looking at this. Okay. Now looking at these guys, the like Javante Williams, okay. We have him at number one right now. I think he looks the best for the best opportunity. Looks like he's going to do really well. Um, 12 rushing attempts for 49 yards this preseason. 4.1 yards per carry. One reception for five yards. Zero touchdowns. Um, yeah, I mean, he's going to split carries with Melvin Gordon going into the season. I think he will end up taking over that backfield at some point in the regular season. You know, whether it be some injury or, you know, maybe uh, Melvin Gordon get tired or whatever. I think Javante Williams will end up taking over. Not taking over solely, but I think it will end up flip-flopping where he's the lead back and Melvin Gordon's the backup. Not, not saying anything bad about Melvin Gordon. I mean, Melvin Gordon's great, but everybody knows what they get with him. Javante Williams... We don't know yet. So if he, show, if he shows some young flash out there, people will, you know, look to move forward with him. Jarrett Patterson coming in at number two for us, and that's with Washington. The issue here is that he's unproven, guys, in the NFL. He, he wasn't taken with a high pedigree. This kid is a hard worker. He is a hard worker. He will outwork anyone on the field. He had 28 attempts. 110 rushing yards, average of 3.9 yards per carry, 10 receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown. He's the only rookie running back on this list, on this list, to get a touchdown in the preseason. And it was on, I mean, it, it was on every single preseason that this guy made something felt. You know, in week three, you know, he didn't really do much there, but that's also because... The entire team did nothing up against Baltimore. Like Washington just did nothing up against them. So I, I'm very excited about Jarrett Patterson. The issue is that he's in a crowded backfield and he wasn't taken with a high pedigree. So, you know, if he was taken with, you know, a top 15 pick, yeah, there'd be pressure to, you know, put this guy up there and have him split carries with Antonio Gibson. But right now he doesn't have that. So we'll see what happens. You know, Washington definitely needs to keep this guy on the roster. He definitely needs to give him a chance out there because he has worked his butt off. Now, next we have Trey Sermon with San Francisco. Okay, now he, he grew on us. He grew on us a little bit in the third preseason matchup. You know, he had seven carries for 37 yards in that preseason matchup. Puts him up to 16 carries, 63 yards, 3.9 average yards per carry, zero receptions, um, and zero touchdowns. So, he looked decent. He looked decent out there. But who was he up against, you know? And it was some backups and things in there. So, who knows? It's a really crowded backfield out there in San Francisco, too. He's going to get some run for sure. And we'll see what happens up against, you know, starting line in front of him, how he handles their blocking. We'll see what happens there. But he's got a really good uh, opportunity in front of him. Najee Harris comes in at number four. This is mainly because, one, we didn't get to see a lot from him. He only had six rushing attempts. That's the lowest on our list of these five that we've got. Uh, for 20 yards, 3.3 yards per carry. Three receptions, 62 yards. So he showed that he can make some plays in the, you know, in the passing game. But, guys... I worry about this line. 
I don't think they're going to have really good protection still. So, Najee Harris, good luck. Let's hope you don't get hurt. I mean, it, that, that line needs some work, and I just don't know if you're going to be able to really get going out there because they're, they're going to stack that box. You And it didn't look like he was reading that line all too well. I mean, average 3.3 yards per carry. It doesn't. That's not great. Even though it was only six attempts we saw, you know, let's see. Let's see what happens. You know, court's still out on this. We'll see how it goes when we get the regular season. Maybe he bursts out of there. Right now, it's really hard to, to tell because we just haven't seen a lot from him. He could come out and play amazing in week one. And and he could be a, a great player all season long. Who knows? We just don't know. We haven't seen enough of him. Now, next, Michael Carter. We've seen second most out of him, 24 rushing attempts for 86 yards, 3.6 average yards per carry, three catches, 15 yards, zero touchdowns. Now, Michael Carter got a good amount of run out there. I think they're going to be, there's definitely a crowd of backfield out there in New York uh, for the Jets. But, man, you know, he, he showed some good burst, I think, at times. You know, after he settled down, and was able to be a little more patient in looking at, you know, where he was going. Week two of the preseason, he looked good. He had 10 attempts, 52 yards. That's 5.2 yards per carry. You want to see that. That looks really, really good out there. Week three, you know, seven for 12. That wasn't really good. I think it was more about, you know, what they were up against, you know, and kind of who they were playing. I don't know. It was up against the Eagles there, and, and it just seemed like an odd situation for him. Uh, some of the reads, the line broke down a few times. So, you know, that that was a definitely a difficult one for him. But I think he'll be able to come out there, look really good uh, once we get in the regular season. I think he'll definitely make some flashy plays. And he could potentially work his way up to being the number one guy out there in New York. We'll see what happens. He's got to get past Ke- Tevin Coleman. He's got to get past, uh, I think, Ty Johnson or whoever else it is there. Uh, so, yeah, there's some guys to get around. But he's got an opportunity. So these are the five guys we talked about. I mean, Ramonte Stevenson is a guy we should mention. He looked really, really good. Couldn't end up being, you know, a starter. He's probably going to be right there behind Damian Harris in New England. But he's a guy that will work really hard as well that we've seen so far. So these are the guys. Be excited about them. That is the order we have them too. Javante Williams, Jarrett Patterson, Trey Sermon, Najee Harris, Michael Carter as of right now. Now, Ramonte Stevenson's probably going to be really close six on this list. And... You know, any of these guys could break out. It's so hard to tell. Um, but if we were going to guess anyone to break out and really be a factor, um, we'll say Javante Williams, I think, has the most upside this season. And then I think it's Najee Harris. Then it's probably Ramondre Stevenson, Trey Sermon, Michael Carter, Jarrett Patterson. And Jarrett Patterson's on the bottom only because he probably won't get a lot of chances. Um, you know, he should, he deserved it. He's worked his butt off, but he's got Peyton Barber and, uh, JD McKissick in front of him. And those guys are proven veterans and yeah, they'll, they'll probably get the shoe in to start the season. So we'll see if he gets enough opportunities to make a name for himself there in Washington. Now, moving on to the meat of the situation is the quarterbacks. All right, guys. Now we have our rankings and our rankings for these quarterbacks, it goes right along with their QBR. So it's really interesting that uh, the way that we ranked them actually matched up with their QBR throughout the preseason. So we will start on the bottom. Okay, the bottom is Trey Lance for San Francisco. Uh, he's 
he had 19 attempts, not or 19 catches, okay? 19 completions, bleh. Trey Lance had 19 completions on 41 attempts. That is not, not a good completion percentage, guys. That did not look very good out there. Uh, very worried if I am the San Francisco 49ers because he was just missing throws. He was just missing throws out there, guys. And he was up against backups most of the preseason, okay? So I, I would definitely be concerned if I am, you know, going into the season thinking that he might be my starter. I'm definitely concerned, okay? Week one didn't look good. Week three didn't look good. Week two was decent, but he did throw an interception. He's the only rookie on this list that threw an interception. He's He threw for 276 yards on 19 completions. So average depth per completion is really, really high, but he takes a lot of chances. He did throw for three touchdowns, and that was the most out of all these quarterbacks too. But do you want the three touchdowns with the interceptions that come along with it? Because that looks like maybe a Jameis Winston situation to me. I think Court's still out on Trey Lance. I'm concerned. I think he should sit, ride the bench a little bit, get a little bit of action here and there during the regular season, and then maybe he's ready to go next year. Maybe. Okay, and that's a big maybe because I think he's got a lot to learn. QBR is 83. Very, very, very low amongst these guys out there. Justin Fields from Chicago comes in at number four, okay? 30 completions, okay? This young man had 30 completions out there. And those 30 completions were on 49 attempts, okay? 49 attempts. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, guys. Um, you know, 49 attempts, 30 completions. I mean, it's it's not it's not bad by any means. So sorry about that. I was having some issues here with the computer. Um, two touchdowns for Justin Fields. Zero interceptions. 276 yards. Same amount of yards as Trey Lance. No interceptions though, and a QBR of 90. Point zero two, okay so still not all that high but hey he's in the 90s so that's pretty good right it's pretty good right. next up number three on the list is mac jones okay mac jones to me looks nfl ready 36 completions on 52 attempts that's 389 yards, led all these quarterbacks, okay? He also had the most attempts out there, so keep that in mind. But one touchdown, no interceptions, very consistent, very solid, 97.4 quarterback rating, okay? He's vying for that starting job. We'll see what happens, but I think he deserves it. I think he's definitely earned it. Now, Trevor Lawrence from Jacksonville, 31 completions on 44 attempts okay the big reason he made a leap here was that week three performance was very good he had 11 completions on 12 attempts 139 yards two touchdowns zero interceptions that is what catapulted him up last week he was probably looking around fourth on the list for us now he is number two on the list he's definitely starting to get a feel for the NFL uh, games. I do think he's still got a lot to learn, and I don't think he's going to end up being the best quarterback out of this draft by any means. Um, but 323 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, 106.5 QBR. That's really good. Over 100, you'll take that all day long. So 
Number one on our list, Zach Wilson. I think he's the most NFL-ready right now. I think he showed it with consistent play. He didn't get as much reps as these other guys. But when he was out there, he was poised. He was patient. I mean, he did all the right things out there in the pocket. Okay, Did not play in week three, but we can only assume that he would have played really, really well out there in week three if he went out because that's what he did in week one and two. So 15 completions, 20 attempts, pretty good, okay, 75% uh, completion percentage, 191 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, 137.7 QBR. That is a whopping QBR, guys, throughout the preseason. I mean, that's really, really good. So great, great uh, showing out there for New, New York Jets, you know, definitely something to be excited for for Jets fans. They haven't had much to be excited for in a while now, so really good for them. We'll see what happens with the regular season, but that is our rankings. Again, to recap, number one, Zach Wilson, then Trevor Lawrence, third is Mac Jones, Justin Fields, number four, and Trey Lance, number five. That's as of right now. We'll see what happens with a couple of these other rookies. You know, you got Mills out there in Houston who might get some reps during the season. Who knows? But... It's exciting. Let's get stoked for NFL actual regular season football coming up. Again, best wishes to J.K. Dobbins, uh, Cam Akers. Hope you guys can come back next season to be ready to go. Um, really, really tough situation for you guys, and you know we all wish you the best here on the podcast. So with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, feel free to like, share, subscribe. Our Facebook emails below. Reach out. Let us know what we can do to make things better on the channel for you guys to enjoy everything. Um, but yeah, with that being said, we'll let you guys get back to your day. Um, yeah, really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you guys again on a Wednesday.